Well, hello there, my friends. Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I am delighted to spend this hour with you. I just want to thank you for reserving this time to spend with me. We come to you live every single Thursday, and it is my hope that this show helps you go deeper into the stories you live by, the stories that you love to tell, and the stories that inspire you. I work with first, second, and third time authors, but I'm also a life coach and I help people understand how you can author your life, how you can be the creative energy that makes up the life that you are envisioning. This is so important to me. And honestly, my desire for storytelling started when I was a really, really young person. It led to me being in writing contests. It led to me knowing at a pretty young age that I wanted to be a teacher. Although, honestly, I don't know if I really really had thrown my arms around the idea of teaching storytelling until I was quite, quite into my 20s, probably 28 or so. And I was working at the tutoring lab in, at the college I was going to. I was tutoring students in writing. And what I found was that the student who was uh, from another country. That tended to be the type of student who would sign up to see me. Or the student who had failed writing once before and just had to get it right this time. That person would sign up to see me. I also had plenty of students from the special needs department. And because I was studying sign language, I had many students who were partially or completely deaf. What I noticed was that these students who signed up for me were not people born thinking they could write. They needed a little more. They weren't really standing in their confidence around writing. They were standing in a place where they felt like they weren't yet successful. And they were afraid they wouldn't be successful. But for whatever reason, they connected with me and I loved working with them. And I really think that's what set me on the path of starting Story You Talk Radio and going forward and choosing a degree where I would teach college writers for over 20 years. Today, I'm bringing you a topic that I have worked with on many levels in many different ways. And that topic is called writing a successful narrative. Now, what does this mean? For some of you, you're thinking, you know, I'm not really listening to the show because I write, but you're included in this. A narrative is really it's just some way that we do our own accounting. It's, it's some way that we give meaning to events or experiences that we have had. A narrative is just how we keep track. So in your mind, you might run a narrative that says, well, I've always wanted to write, but I never went to college. That's just a narrative. That's just how you keep track of why you're not yet doing what you say you want to do. You know, I've always wanted to write. Okay. But I never went to college. Aha. Uh -huh. That's adding a narrative to why you're not writing right now. Do you see what I mean? It's just how we add meaning. You might have a narrative of, well, I'm really excited about the day that I start writing, but first I really need to develop a strong vocabulary. Yeah, that's a narrative. 
that's just a way of accounting for why it's not happening now. It's not a bad thing to have a narrative. It's just a thing. It's a thing we do. We keep record. We keep track. We know why we're not doing something. And it might be God's honest truth, and it might not. But it doesn't matter. What really matters is that we have the courage to look at our narrative and see if it's time to make a new decision. Often when I want to write something, when I think about the idea that it's it's time to put together a new ebook, but I find that I'm not writing, it's the narrative that's in the way. It's my narrative of, I don't know if I have enough time right now. Or it's the narrative of, I'm going to get going on that when I've done a little more research, just a little more research, and then I'll get moving on it. Yeah, that's the thing that slows it down over and over again. I do it. You do it. Your best friends do it. We all do it. I had a narrative going on earlier this week, which was, I don't feel good, so I can't write. Well, I still don't feel so good. And I wrote thousands of words today. I had to change my narrative. I had to look at it. I had to go, well, okay. Earlier in the week, I felt like this funny thing called COVID just swooped down and took my brains. But today, I didn't want to let that narrative be the winner. I just wanted to kind of sit in front of my fireplace and get all warmed up and ask myself, if I was going to write for 30 minutes today, what might I focus on? And the next thing I knew, I had some ideas come into me. I picked up my pen. I picked up my journal. And about nine pages later, in a few thousand words, I had done some proactive writing, some stuff I wanted to do. That's usually how we break out of a narrative. But I'm going to admit to you, I have a lot of experience helping myself do that. You might not have as much. So today I want to help you with that. I want to help you see that in writing a successful narrative, you can move forward with whatever that is that you want to do. It's really, really easy for us to close down and just feel like whatever perspective we had yesterday or in the wee hours of the morning is the right and the only narrative. But actually, it's just the one we had in the wee hours of the morning. What if we turned that around? Do you have a narrative that's not serving you so well right now? If you do, you're not alone. I'm there often. Your friends are there often. Let's see what we can do with that today. Why don't you write to me? I've got my email open here, and my email address is debbie at coachdebbie.com. Is that right? Debbie at coachdebbie.com. Yeah, it is. <laughs> there you go. All of a sudden... All of a sudden, I had one of those mental moments again. That's right. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. It's Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. And so I've got my email open if you have a question that you would like to send to me about writing a successful narrative that's going to help you move forward or anything else that's on your mind. Keep in mind that if you have an unsuccessful narrative running the show right now, all it is, really, is just a little warped perspective. And, and this happens because we're, we're too in our story. It, it could be that we're writing fiction and we're just so into it. We're so, we're so in there trying to fix up the characters we're working on that 
we've lost the grand scheme of seeing the full story we're writing. It can also be that you're working on your own real life story right now. Maybe you're going after a new job. Maybe you're moving to a new city. Maybe you have just fallen in love and all of a sudden your whole world is upside down. You were so happy yesterday. Today you feel like, oh my gosh, what's going on? This is completely normal. Absolutely. But it doesn't feel normal to be in this narrative of change, of transition. Even when we're in the narrative of getting what we want, we often don't feel successful. We feel like this is just all too baffling. How is it that last month, Everything was upside down. And this month, things are going right. What's going on? When these seasons happen, sometimes we we get this ambition to almost turn off the great road we're on and, and take this detour down a more familiar, not so successful path. I don't want you doing that. So why don't you write to me? Let's talk about it. My email is Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. And Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. I don't have that many screens open today because, like I said, and like you might be able to tell, I'm just still a little under the weather and I, I got to keep things simple for myself right now. <laughs> you understand. It's just the way it is. I got to keep it simple. But I do have a good enough mind, I think, to help you out of whatever unsuccessful narrative you might be writing for yourself right now. We spend a full hour together every Thursday here. Like I said, I'm always picking topics that are around writing your own life story or actually writing a fiction or a non-fictional piece, whether that's your first book, your second book, your third book, might be your blog, it might be your speech. You might be moving on to a TED Talk. You might be looking at the calendar right now and noticing that Valentine's Day is coming up and you want to write a love letter. You know, last year I heard from a gentleman named Franz and he, it turned out there was this gal and I can't remember now if she lived in his building and worked with him or worked with him and moved out of his building that somehow those two went together, but he, he had this, you know, just dying crush for her. And he wrote to me and said, you know, I'm, I want to leave a, a note for her. And I don't know if I should leave it at her door or on her desk, but I just, I want to leave a note for her. I want to take her out. I, I I don't know what to say, but all I know is I've got so many feelings for this gal. What do I do? Do you work with people like me? Can you help? Please help. <laughs> so I wrote to him. And as it turns out, he did write a letter to her. He planned ahead. He did write a letter to her. And you know what? The reason these things, writing little love letters, the reason they're so scary is because we're in some old narrative. We're looking at the one in front of us. We're looking at this person that we work with or who lives in our building or whatever, and we're hopeful about something. But what's really running the show is that old narrative, that old accounting, that old experience that says, but don't forget you failed at love before, or don't forget 
you you are only one year out of a messy split up or don't forget you know that old narrative gets in there and goes ah, ah, ah. don't don't you go running too fast in your future and create yourself a nice wonderful successful life <laughs> it gets in there and you know before you know it it's just boggling things up you don't have to listen to those old narratives. You might be tempted to. You might think they know more than you do today. Believe me, I have been sorting through so many old narratives lately. Oh, they hurt. But you know what? It's it's looking at those old narrative. It's it's having the courage to set your eyes on that old narrative. One that I have playing is because I made a big mistake in business in 2016, any day now I'm going to turn around and make it again. Boy, that's an old narrative. That thing is six years old now. It's not my job to believe in the old. It's my job to look at the old and realize that it doesn't need to carry the old weight. That's what I did with Franz. I just sat him down and said, Franz, the only reason you haven't written to her yet is because something old is getting a lot of time and attention. But my guess is you want to put your time and your attention into your excitement about this new girl. Let's write a love letter to her. And so we did. And it was a beautiful thing. So what are you working on? We're just about to take our first break here. I need a little break for my voice, as you can tell. So write to me. Let me know what you're working on. And we're going to come back and tackle those old narratives. Stay tuned. there, it's Kristen Rao Finkbeiner. I am the host of a great show you're going to want to listen to called Breaking Through. It's here on Mondays at 5 a.m. We tackle the top topics facing our nation with experts from across the country that bring news to you in Washington state that talk about how your voice matters, how you can best be heard, and how you can make a difference. We're on right here on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. at 5 a.m. on Mondays. Breaking Through. Be there. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back, my friends. We are talking today about the narratives we write that in some funny way just keep us out of our real life story and the stories we're trying to write. As I said in the very first segment of the program, a narrative is just this funny accounting. It's in your conscious mind or in your subconscious mind. It's this funny way of sort of keeping score and writing a little note to yourself about something. So a common narrative might be like, someday I'm going to write a book, but first I need to go to college. Or I know I am going to write a book in life. And I think what I'll do is just stick it on my bucket list for later. Or um, my writing's never really been noticed or awarded. So I think what I'll do is just wait for the perfect class to come around and, and then I'll get going on it. So we, we 
we come up with some sort of reason why we're not doing something. We get into justifying and it just doesn't serve us. What I offer people is a way to hold a vision. Now, when you have a narrative, you have something that's constricting you, making you feel like I can't do it. It's either in your conscious mind and you know it, or it's in your unconscious mind and eh, you're not all that aware of it, but you, you can tell you're just not gaining traction. So often the reason we have some narrative that's controlling us is that we only have a vision for the book we want to write or the speech we want to write, but we don't have any ideas beyond that. It just doesn't feel complete somehow. So we think, gosh, I would, I would really like to write a book. I am getting beyond my narrative, but then what? What, what will I do with it then? Can you see how keeping this, this scorekeeping narrative can really keep you stuck? One thing that um, I like to tell people is it's really important to think about if you want to write a book or a speech or something that you're willing to commit for a certain period of time and know it could become longer or you might finish sooner, but making the commitment to time is a great place to start to break through a narrative. So, for example, I offer a writing program that's 90 days. And in this 90-day program, people get some some definite one-on-one help and a lot of group coaching and a lot of face-to-face classes. But what what they need to understand from the very beginning is if you're going to break through the narrative of, I'm not sure how to write a book. I don't know how to get started on a book. I, I trust Coach Debbie to help me on the book, but I don't really know where I'm going with my book. All of those narratives we write, if you're going to get going on it, It's good to commit for a particular amount of time. 90 days, we have seen in so many areas of research, especially around any addiction or habits that we want to form, 90 days of just a little daily attention changes a person. If you can be on a diet for 90 days, if you can go to an anonymous fellowship for 90 days, if you can commit to writing for 30 minutes for 90 days straight, you'll find that the habit sticks. You like the new you and the narrative you were telling yourself way back there at day zero or day one or day five is gone. It's gone because you are in a brand new narrative. You're living it. It's almost like you have a new skin. I'm not kidding. I have to do this for myself every now and then where I look at my patterns In fact, I had to do this going into 2022 because I was writing some really negative narratives about my life. They just weren't true. And I had to take a hard look at them. What I realized was that one thing that keeps me very honest with myself, very on track, is my 30-minute daily writing practice. Over Christmas, I got away from it. And I told myself, (laughs) I told myself what any of us tell ourselves, which is, 
I can afford to get away from it because I've gotten away from it before and I was okay. So it'll be okay if I do it again. Well, just because it's worked before to take a time out and to come back doesn't always mean it's going to work again. This time, getting away from my 30-minute writing practice, wow, how that really grounds me. I think I was really taking it for granted. I got away from it, and 2022 started tough. It really did. Some of the thoughts in my head, I would look at them and go, gosh, I just need to get a friend on the phone and find out if this is true. Is this true? This, oh, I'm not thinking good stuff. And I'd get a friend on the phone who would go, oh, Debbie, come on. But I needed that. I needed someone to say, you've lost perspective, girl. You're down in a rabbit hole you don't belong in. That's going to lead to some yucky stuff. Time out. Knock it off. Get it together. And that's that's what we need, right? We need someone that will listen to our narrative and go, uh-uh, I don't see one bit of truth in that. This is what I do for people in my business. People write narratives for themselves around the book they're trying to write, around the leap they're trying to take in their life. I'm their coach sitting across from them. And to me, their narrative couldn't be further from the truth. But because they're in it, because it feels like an honest skin that they're living in, it's very, very difficult for them to see it any other way. And that's just natural. But what I want to tell you is if you can commit to the idea that what you're seeing, this narrative you're telling yourself, not only isn't true, but will be far behind you. If you can commit to the smallest amount of time is 21 days that people usually see change. The next amount of time is 30 days that people see change. I really like to work with 90 days. After what's called a VIP program that's 30 days, and it's because it's kind of intense what we do for 30 days, but on the regular run, on the regular commitment of writing 30 minutes in the morning or in the evening daily, what I find is that people at day 90 realize wherever they were at day five, it's over, it's gone. It's, they didn't even remember it that way. We write it down on day zero what are the narratives? And we put it away. People are shocked when they get to day 90 and they go, I really must have thought that. I mean, it's in my handwriting. I wrote that narrative down. I wrote down. I have to write this book because if I don't write this book, someone else is going to write this book before I can get to writing this book and they'll tell the wrong story. And I need people to hear it from me because I know how it really went. Ooh, that is a really, really unhealthy, unconscious narrative that sometimes on day zero will flow right out of someone. And they fold it up and they put it in that envelope. And 90 days later, when they get it out and they're halfway through their book and they read what they wrote, they're like, oh, my God, I forgot I was mad at that person. I forgot that I thought I had to write this book before that other person wrote the book. I forgot what really motivated me to write this book because I'm now so in touch with the fact that I really want to write this book because it's been calling to me for a long time. That's the real narrative. 
it takes some days, it takes some commitment to come back to what's true for us. But when we do, we find ourselves standing at day 90 or recommitting and doing it for a half year, six months at day 180. I mean, you've heard people talk about making a real 180 in their life. 180 days, maybe, is where that grew out of. Maybe it's 180 degrees, uh, probably. But honestly, what you can do in 90 days and definitely in 180 days is so, so far from the messed up narrative that just for a long time has felt normal to you. It doesn't have to be that way anymore, but you have to decide, number one, what are you willing to commit to? Will you commit to some time, maybe 90 days to turn that narrative around? Might you be interested in committing to a coach a sponsor, a mentor, a teacher, a leader, a writer, a book? Is there someone you can commit to that will guide you away from those limiting narratives and into something that is far more honest, far more aligned with who you are? Now, I just told you that A narrative can be conscious. It can be something you tell yourself every single day. You hear yourself say it in conversations. But it can also be something really unconscious. It can be something that you need someone to help you with. What I find is that the people that get really, really scared, annoyed, angry, while they're working in my program, they're writing their speeches, they're writing their books. Those people that just become so impatient with themselves, they have an unconscious narrative going on. Here's one that came up in 2020 when I was working with someone who I just saw as so, so talented took us a little while to crack the code on this one, but the unconscious narrative was around the idea that he had never felt all that smart. He was one of several kids in his family, several of the kids in his family, including females, had been incarcerated he was, uh, he was closer to being on the younger side, um, not, not um, I can't remember how many kids were in his family, but he was not the youngest, but one of the younger ones. So he felt like he was constantly being criticized by parents and older kids of how you're supposed to do life. And so he said he just had this complex that he wasn't smart and that he hadn't come from a smart family. But what happened was there came a point where there was just an an awful lot of anger around him. And then he himself started to become really angry about the project of writing his book. And and when we sat down and we talked about it, and he really, really, really wanted to quit, what I could see was this old narrative. And we got to talking and he just shared with me, you know, I have been through so many life experiences that have been hard, that I've had to do on my own, that I've had to conquer without anyone really patting me on the back for how far I've come. And I've done all of it, not feeling very smart, just feeling like I've had to survive 
And I said, you know what? This, this narrative you've got, it's running the show. And we really sat down and rewrote some new narratives. And they went like this. Even though people used to boss me around, right now, today, I am allowed and excited to work on my book. We had to start writing narratives in the present tense. We even wrote, even though myself and other people in my family have been incarcerated, I am allowed and happy to share my story in my book. We had to bring it to today. We had to start getting out of the old narrative and honoring today. And he took quite a bit of time and he rewrote his new commitment to himself. But this is how it works. This is how you get away from the old narrative that is running the show. And you find out that there is a new narrative sitting right here in today. You just might have to start a 21 or 30 or 90 day practice to get you into living a new narrative. This is how we become successful. This is one of the many ways I help my writers. We need to take our second break here. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about your mind and how you can be in control of it. Stay tuned, my friends. We are the physicians, the nurses, the hospital and health system leaders. All we ask of you is to take three simple steps proven to stop the spread of COVID. Wear a cloth face mask, maintain social distance, and wash your hands. Scientific evidence must shape our decisions, dictate our actions, and protect our health. We are not powerless. Together, we will defeat COVID. This has been a message from the American Hospital Association, the American Medical Association, and the American Nurses Association. This is Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos. Everyone is part of the sky, and every Sunday at 1 p.m., we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars with leading-edge astrology conversations guiding a journey into soul growth patterns, connecting astrology's energetic cycles. So hop on board by tuning in every Sunday at 1 p.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW for Talk Cosmos and journey with us through the cosmic roots of the stars. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we're talking today about your book, your speech, or even the life that you are authoring right now. We're talking about the fact that when you decide that you want to be in control of writing that book, speech, or some plan for your life, it is not uncommon to feel like you're just completely hijacked from your plan and you're not sure how to take the next several steps. Something that I teach in my writing programs is uh, how I was so influenced by Joseph Campbell. You might have heard of the hero's journey. Jo uh, Joseph Campbell was a philosopher who really believed in this theme that you see over and over again in wonderful movies like the blockbusters Star Wars and The Matrix or way back there in The Wizard of Oz. There are these stories that show us the evolution of how we go from one point in our life and how we believe to something totally different. Joseph Campbell was the master of really seeing how this is part of life over and over and over and over again. We are all 
in it. And filmmakers have really embarked on it. One day when I was deep in my own life journey and I was just coming through what we would call a cycle of the hero's journey, I realized, oh my goodness, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to survive this. And I looked back on the last couple years of challenge and realized, I've just walked through a hero's journey. And then I started to look back on my whole life and see where were those places where I was challenged the most. And I went through some kind of heroic journey, usually something that, you know, had a real peak for several months, but in all honesty, kind of went on for a few years from the very beginning to the very ending. Well, when I work with students, I help them see that when you write a book, you have already taken some kind of heroic journey. It's already happened in your life. It could be because you you went through something with addiction or you went through something with transition or you went through something that really evolved your career or it really sent you far away to a distant land only to have a huge experience and to come back and maybe teach about it. You went through something huge. But what I like to teach people is what I call the heroine's journey. And this is something I've kind of made up. But what I mean is it's the softer side of being the hero. It's the side that knows there's a story and knows that it matters and realizes it's time to tell it, is willing to listen to your own inner wisdom. I lead my people through that, whether they're they're writing a book and they need a good bit of time to work together, whether they're writing a speech and they need 30 days or even a year for some people. You know, some people are writing TED Talks. It doesn't really matter what you decide to write. Even think about Franz, if you were here for the earlier segment of the show. We wrote a love letter together and that took us about one hour of spending some time together. And then he came back a few days later and said, what do you think of this, right? That sort of thing allows you to say, there's a hero in me that went through something big, but there's a gentler side of me that wants to write it down, that wants to live in the message And when we know that that is true for ourselves, we go on similar cycles that a hero goes through. But like I said, it's not with the same combative warrior, um, adventurous, crazy energy. Crazy is not the right word, but I just mean huge energy that a hero needs. If you have ever thought about climbing the tallest mountain in the world, and to the best of my knowledge, that's Mount Everest, then you are working from somehow getting from sea level all the way up to what I believe is about 33,000 feet. Now, if you've been in an airplane, you've been up that high in your life. But if you haven't been in an airplane, you haven't been anywhere close, not anywhere close. If you had to figure out how to climb Mount Everest, you would need warrior energy. That is a heroic journey. 
I mean, everything from how you're going to walk it, how you're going to feed yourself, how you're going to breathe. Do you know how thin the air starts to get at around 8,000 feet? Well, the base camp on Mount Everest is 10,000. The air is already thin and it just gets thinner as you go. In fact, it is completely inhabitable before you reach the peak. You have to have supplemental help. Now, there are some heroic people that feel the only way to really, really do it is to find a way to acclimatize the body and go without extra oxygen. I mean, have at it. But at the same time, you don't have to. You can have help along the way. The hero that makes it all the way back from the mountain has something to offer others. That hero can teach others, show others what to do and what not to do if you ever venture toward Mount Everest. That, my friend, that's what I call the more heroine's journey. That's the wise one. That's the one that has lived to tell. That's the one that puts down all the armor, all the warrior materials, all the daggers that might be needed on the journey and picks up a pen, which is also an implement, and makes the plan and writes and creates and imagines and moves forward. Why? Because she brought back this incredible vision after she was on that heroic journey. I only say she as a way of showing the more subdued storyteller side as opposed to a more he heroic warrior, you know, braving the mountain side. Now, when I teach people, I also need them to be committed. You have to have commitment. And this is what I can say about commitment. If the last thing you want to do in life is get your book written and you have no vision of your world beyond that, it's going to be really hard to do it. You have to be able to see that while you have a great vision for your book, your speech, your love letter to the sweetie in the next cubicle because you want to take her out, well, you've got to have a vision of that date she's going to say yes to. You've got to have a vision of where you want the speech to lead you. You've got to have a vision of where you want your book to take you. And I'm going to tell you, it doesn't have to go that way. But without a vision, you're going to feel lost. And the closer you get to finishing your book and noticing, ah, I don't have a vision for what could be after this book, you're going to quit. That's just the honest truth. People get one third of the way there, two thirds of the way there. And they realize once I get to the point where I have this book, I'm not going to know who I am. I better stop writing this book. And you know how we know it's true? Because people do it with their real life story. They have this narrative. It's just like the narrative I ran. I used to run this narrative that there is no way that I can write a full body of work, 80 pages, 160 pages, 250 pages. There's no way I can do it. Then I got help and I realized, you know what? Maybe I can. And then I got more help and realized, you know what? excited. I'm going to get going on this. And I got about a third of the way there, one third of the way there. And I woke up in a panic and I realized I have no vision, no vision at all of what I'm going to do 
once this thing is done? Who am I once this is done? And I shoved it under my bed. I've never touched it since. That's the honest to God truth. When you can't see what's possible, you quit. When you can't feel it's possible, you quit. When you don't know who you will be in that new identity, that new narrative, that beautiful thing you're creating, you'll quit. And my friends, it's about the only reason you'll quit. When I couldn't see myself sitting before you with a microphone in a radio station doing a weekly show, I knew I wasn't ready to do a weekly show. When I could see myself in front of the microphone at the radio station hanging out with Eric, doing a weekly show, it was time to do a weekly show. Without the vision, no show. With the vision, a show. It starts with the possibility, but we have to be able to envision it. If you're writing any old narratives, you're going to stay in the old narrative. That's how it works. I hate to tell you that, but it's how it works. I have a lot of experience (laughs) in old narratives. And what I do with my clients is I help them move forward. One of the old narratives I am currently excited to move forward with is taking that, that manuscript I told you that went under my bed and I haven't taken out. It's coming out. I have found someone to lead me through the process that will get me from wherever I was to the new vision I have for that manuscript. And I'm really excited about it because I can see the vision for it and I can see the vision beyond it. That's where you've got to be. This is what I know about myself. I write to know myself. I write because I want to grow. I write because it helps me slow down and listen to myself. And I write to teach and honor those who are on a similar path. That's my most honest narrative. Sometimes I have a hard day and I need people to come around and remind me that that's my true narrative. If you understand what I'm talking about here, getting stuck in a narrative where you want to prove that you're smart or prove that you're able or prove that you're right, or you just get stuck in a narrative that you got to finish your bucket list, whatever it is, I can help you with that. I know how hard it is to work through a narrative. I have countless narratives that I've gone through and I've got a big one that I'm working on right now and that I'm honestly excited about. And that's right where you belong, my friends. If I can help you reach out to Debbie at coachdebbie.com, that's D-E-B-B-Y, Debbie at coachdebbie.com. Until next week, my friends, namaste. Namaste.